Hi, I'm Liz Cully, and welcome back to Cool, Cool, Cool. Each week, I give you a glimpse into what I think is cool and chat with a ton of people that are definitely cool. No topic is off bounds unless, I guess, it's not cool. Welcome to Cool, Cool, Cool. I talked about this a little bit the other day, but have you watched Twin Love on Amazon? It's unhinged. I listened. I listened to a podcast where one of the like the Bella Twins talked about it. Unhinged. And I've honestly thought about it repeatedly, but have not dove in. I thus far. actually, um, in the realm of reality, I think it's a very nice uh, relief and breath of fresh air to Bravo. Yeah, I, I actually recommend it. Okay. Because unlike a Netflix, un, you know, unscripted, which yeah, sometimes works, sometimes doesn't, sometimes feels a bit too polished. Yeah. Amazon really just goes for bottom of the barrel. <laughs> and it really They're delivers. Like, we don't care. They're like, here are the dregs of society. Yeah. Like, welcome. Well, yeah. I mean, remember the Amazon Prime lesbian reality show? Tampa Bay's. I have only heard... <laughs> I think I've only heard about this like on your Instagram. I also don't mean to be rude because they were all definitely on my former show. <laughs> so sorry to be shady. That name is Chef's Kiss. I mean, what Tampa, Tampa Bay's? Bay's? Like, and it was it. just everything you could think. They were all from like Orlando, Ocala, Coco Beach, St. Pete's. Yeah, I'm like what places that like make me think like okay, it's a hate crime happening. Like cool, 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 sure, sure, sure. Exactly. Well, <laughs> and actually, funny that we're bringing up Florida because there's so much. First of all, I'm so happy you're here. Mm -hmm. Many know this. Many listeners who have followed me throughout my journey of audio, you asked me how long I've been doing this. A very long time. Mm -hmm. A very long time. Um, celebrities are monsters. So, um, <laughs> and I know many of them, and I. Very awkwardly, sometimes we'll profess that to them, mm -hmm. see their reaction. But when I meet my internet crushes, okay. who I do become in love with, you are one of Thank them. Thank you. I get very nervous. It's almost worse than a celebrity. Because really? at least a celebrity I know, okay, they're at least going to give me like the kind of sleepwalking hits. To the PR answer. Yes. You know? But internet people, you could go one way or the other. Oh, yeah. We could be crazy. We can be... Self-effacing, gorgeous. Or you could be an, a gorgeous angel baby who looks like he's 27 like me, even though I'm 38. I mean, and the, <laughs> just the sheer height alone, I was I was gagged when I opened up the door. I couldn't <laughs> believe it. And I've seen your fitness progress in the last two weeks. It's out of We're control. We're trying. I'm going to fashion week in three weeks. So I'm just like, I am the largest American male, uh, American male can be to fit into any kind of French design. So I'm like, okay, if I'm going to go in and want like a YSL jacket or all those... Like Jacob Elordi is the biggest chest they, they you know, they fathom. And I'm a large, I'm a 200 pound black male. So like, they're like, what's going on over here? So I'm trying to. Well, I think you look amazing. Thank you. And you also <laughs> Jacob Elordi is like, it's so, I mean, he is just a giraffe. It is Truly, just. It's hard to look that elegant when you're that tall. And I think he's doing a pretty good job. Like, yeah, it's so like when you see the Priscilla press tour and he's like next to the, like the, I think Kaylee who plays Priscilla, she's five one. So it just looks cartoonish like he's out of frame like an adult in a charlie brown cartoon completely <laughs> it's just like belly button down it also just is a reiteration that like elvis was a pedophile <laughs> i know that was like a little you know and priscilla was very very <laughs> i guess she liked the film but other lisa marie was very angry about it and like i it, you know, she was 15 and he was, what, 22? Yeah, I or I think he was like 26, 27. And then I read the People article, because even though People.com is a tool of the oppressor, in my opinion, ever since they said Blake Shelton was the sexiest man alive. So I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> you announced yourself Did they with really that. say he was the sexiest man Sec alive? I was, like, I, I was like, I don't think she's even, he's even the sexiest man alive to Gwen Stefani. Like, not in her heart. You know, I have to be honest with you. Gwen Stefani, so Tragic Kingdom Tour was the first concert I ever went to, mm -hmm. which was insane. And mm -hmm. at the time, growing up in San Francisco, I was lucky. Megan McQuinney, if you're out there, shout out to your mom, who was a boss and worked at Visa and got us backstage tickets. And Weezer, this is really taking, because you and I oh, are I, the same age. Yeah. Are you like ready? Are you I'm ready. Okay. This we is like went, prime 10 years old. Like we're doing ten, it. We're doing it. We're doing it. And we went backstage. We were at the Shoreline Amphitheater. And 
I had my like little gem stone in like my forehead, which was not okay. And then, you know, like whatever I was wearing from, you know, Delia's that I begged my mom to buy me. And we met her. And I have to tell you, it was like one of the most incredible moments of my life. But unfortunately, and while she is the best mascara on the market, yes. hands down, okay. the Blake Shelton, you know, I just really can't understand. I really can't see them having sex. And I really want, because Gavin, as much of a piece of shit as he really was, yeah. at least I know they were having sort of like hot sex. Yeah, like you get it. You see, with, when you, if you watch, if you look, listen to Razor Blade Suitcase, you got it, you know? <laughs> I just was like. You got it. Like, I just don't get it. Blake Shelton, he just looks like an anthropomorphic, like, bag of water I, I don't he just looks like he's being <laughs> held together by a jean jacket and a prayer and i'm just like i like just, if you touched him he would just burst i just don't get it okay sorry you were <laughs> you read the people magazine uh, article about priscilla and, and, she, and she was talking about like i was 15 and like my parents just you know they wanted me to not do it but they couldn't stop me i was like who are your parents? Like, I grew up with, like, black parents in the 90s. Like, bitch, they sure as shit could have. Like, I they know. could lock you in your room. They could beat the <laughs> shit out of you. But here's there the thing. I had, I had parents like her because my, at 15, <laughs> I was dating literally the hottest, baddest boy in all of San Francisco, which it's different when you grow up in the city. Because we have, like... I don't think they were in the city, though. <laughs> I know, but I'm saying it's different in the sense that, like, the hottest, baddest boy in a city is, yeah. like, the worst bottom of the barrel. Like, Literally cheated on me when I was 15. He was 19. We got a chick pregnant. He, he wasn't in the army. Much like Elvis was like an officer in the army on break from his third album. Fair it enough. was like, you, middle schooler. I choose you, <laughs> Pikachu. That's nasty. I know. He's a I, nasty culture vulture. We love him. Like, God bless, God bless wherever you are, Elvis. But I know. No. Well, okay. So <laughs> speaking of hot. White men, I suppose. So yeah. Tom Holland likes one of your reels because I have to know, much like people who do actually know me, I always get the question, what do you do? <laughs> like, who are you? So many people, if you listen to the trailer of this show, that's how I wanted to start this show because okay. so many people are like, who the fuck is Liz Cully? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm going to let other people describe it. But I must know who you are and where you came from. <laughs> I call myself, my name is Blakely Thornton. <laughs> I am a Scorpio born in Dallas, Texas in 1985. I call myself a pop culture anthropologist because like everything is the way it is for a reason. And ever since I was little, when I'd be like, what's going on? Who is that? Like what's happening in this commercial? My mom would be like, find out, look it up. And I think that's the way my brain works now. My parents also put a cable enabled television in my bedroom when I was four. So I remember... So you were spoiled. Everything from Real World 1 to Red Shoe Diaries, like things that I should not recall, are burned into my brain. Um, and I think that's as, you know, when the devil and Mark Zuckerberg invented the internet, kind of, that skill is now useful in an attention-based economy. So I make videos about why things are the way they are that kind of intersect pop culture, politics, economics, because it's all one fucked up DNA helix in this simulation. Um, I've been on Instagram for a while, but then recently I had like maybe like 12,000 followers would always like talk about things on reels. And then I was with my mom who is in remission from breast cancer. Love her, Janice. And we, we were actually Janice. at one of her immunotherapy treatments and my phone kept buzzing because six months before I had made a reel about Zendaya saying like, I'm gay, but I would treat up murder Tom Holland like live the rest of my life in whiteface and chop off six inches of height just to be with Zendaya. Like even if it didn't work out, worth it. <laughs> and it did maybe like a hundred thousand views. And my phone was just buzzing and buzzing and buzzing. And my mom was just like, what the fuck is going on with your phone? Just like turn it off. So I look at it and Tom Holland had liked the reel and said like, haha, or a smiley face, like commented a smiley face. And like, again, I Spider-Man himself, but I'm an elder millennial. So like, Toby Maguire and or Andrew Garfield is my Spider-Man. So I'm like, oh, that's cute. Like, good for you. Um, but I didn't realize he has 60 million followers. And I didn't realize there are a plethora of fan accounts for him, Spider-Man, and also him and Zendaya as a couple mm. that have between 30,000 and 800,000 followers across the globe. So all of a sudden, every single one of those accounts reposted it because I think Tom Holland had like taken a break from social media and it was one of the first things he'd interacted with. 
in quite some yeah, time. Yeah, I think he like went and got sober and like went <laughs> off the internet and was like, I'm, you know. He's like, the internet's terrible except for this one black gay man that said he would kill me. I think that's funny. Welcome back. <laughs> like, welcome back, Cotter. Old reference, Nick at Night. Cable enabled television. Nick um, at Night. Oh, but, but from there, then the next day I was getting text messages from my, my girlfriends being like, you've made it. I'm like, what are you talking about? And I was on comments by celebs. And it was like, shout out to the, my girls. We love you. Sorry. They're hey my ladies. homies. <laughs> it was a video. They're the homies. <laughs> and it was a video of like Ellen Pompeo and then a video of me. And it had been. But really- hold on. I've been on comments by celebs a few times and I did not, but I guess it's different. The Zendaya, Tom Holland. I think it was just a wheel. perfect storm of like the MCU Zendaya is like Gen Y and Gen Z's movie star. Fair enough. Fair enough. And I was also talking about murdering him. I think. You, but what you were you murder, doing? Mystery but, and entry. But like, what were you doing before? Like, how were like? Do you have a nine to five? Like, talk to me about that. So I've recently made the full time jump into being somewhat of a personality. But previous to that, I played college football, which was a comedy of errors. <laughs> as a closeted college football player, um, I would have definitely would have dated. <laughs> it was you know there was that, no way wouldn't that because been... the first step to lesbianism is black men and black men love me and I love them and it's just and that's we, what we do you know we could have it could have been it, us we could have been beard we could have been bearded queers all through West Philadelphia it would have been you born know, and raised I would have <laughs> loved it we would have done that so then I moved to New York I thought I wanted to be in finance for a while I hated the shit out of that quit in 2011 sort of working for ralph lauren i was in the store at ralph lauren in new york mm-hmm. in in down in soho or which Rug, one in the west village the rugby ralph lauren in west village oh don't on i Bleaker, know on Bleaker don't Street. i know the rugby store yes. thank you very much rugby haberdashery realized really quickly they hired all of us for what we looked like not that we could like fold a sweater because it was blakely lawrence linton christian and brecht and we'd all gone to like Penn, Harvard, Yale, Brown, whatever. And we all looked like some Benetton version of me. Love it. So it was, we were always wearing our clothes half a size too tight. Couldn't fold a sweater between us. But the gay men of West Village loved us and they were avid customers. So that worked. Perfect. From there, went to Ralph Lauren Corporate and was basically working in branding and brand marketing. Actually, in 2017, got hired at Fuck Jerry at that agency right after Firefest. And it was me and basically like, the white man from Always Sunny in Philadelphia running an agency. Or like, I wasn't running it, but I was... Also, that uh, was a very funny reel that you just... <laughs> a managing director that. there, which, we, which strangely enough, like half of the cast reposted. Really? Yeah. Because I looked at it, I was like, why does this have 400,000 views? Because I have like a nice little micro niche follower and following of like lesbians and black women. But I'm like, why? <laughs> why? But that's so funny. I, I mean, I... I'm like, what can I say? That's the problem with me and my shows always. I'm like, hmm, what can I say? What can I not say? They're like nice people, but they're not the friendliest always. Who, like celebrities? No, like the cast of It's Always Sunny specifically. Oh, well, that's, I think- So I'm actually kind of surprised that they would be in on the joke and post Well, that. I think this is the connection. So like, I recently last year posted thing of like my top 10 favorite stylists because I've worked- tertiarily around the fashion industry, whether it was for Ralph Lauren or like consulting for my friend in brand marketing. And I've seen behind the curtain of like how hard these people work for like, they're like, oh, it's so like, everybody thinks of like the Rachel Zoe project. That shit, it's not like that. No. <laughs> it ain't, baby, that ain't it. So I posted like top 10 favorite styles and a lot of them started following and talking back and forth. So Alaria Urbanati, who's Rob McKellen's stylist and like Ryan Reynolds, Barry Keegan. We love Ilar- Rachel. My wife loves her. And also like I, sh- we have the same hairstylist. Shout out to Aaron. We love Ilaria. Yes, yes, yes. Love that. Her work is so good. And I noticed it with Chris Evans. That I call it the cuffing season sweater where she puts a sweater on a man and it like hits just so where it's like you just see enough chest but it's not overtly sexual it's like i bet he drives an xc90 i bet he goes to therapy i bet like he takes his kid for pancakes in the morning like yeah mm, like a kid he's not like, too manly for oatmeal. exactly exactly like still will put it down he watches, he'll watch the holiday with you and then dick you down like that's mm, the might man. even might even kind of like salt lake city housewives Ex- it might even like he likes like he likes beverly hills and like married to medicine like he's not his taste mm. in bravo isn't the best but he's down to watch with you. He's down he to He knows clock. Andy Cohen is a chaos demon. Like, he's aware. 
He's culturally aware. You said it, not me. I'll say it again, Andy. We matched on Tinder and he never DM'd me back. Really? I mean, he never. we never met up, but there was a DM. I'll just, I'll be messy. Yeah. Because you're... My, my, I, hotel just, was, my hotel was in Brooklyn. He didn't want to come across the bridge. That tracks. Yeah. I'm dying. Oh my God, are you on Raya? Yes, I am, unfortunately. <laughs> How's that going as a gay man? What's uh, Raya like is on, for the gays? I only know it through my straight friends. Like my friend Aaron, I love to play with white women's <laughs> Raya because I just go ham. And there's so many, just the, the guys are, the straight men are straight so horny. Straight Raya is a cesspool. I feel like the amount of fedoras I see on straight Raya. No, I'm like, and how did know, you get here? And you know who <laughs> is constantly in her feed is Quincy, Diddy's <laughs> stepson, who like, I'm just going to throw it out. He's been always very nice to yeah. me. I'm sure you're not going to listen or to watch this. But I've known Quincy a long time and she's always like, oh, he's so cute. I'm like, that's Diddy's steps. No. Swipe. That, that's all no. B. Shore's biological child, girl. Oh, yeah. Isn't it? Mm -hmm. This is why I love you. You're right. It is fucking yeah. Albie Shore's. But that's the job. <laughs> right. Wow. Ow. God. MTV enabled MTV video soul on VH. Well, first of all, video VH. soul. I mean, you remember that? Of course I remember. Woo! So what I've started to do now that I've just realized that I will probably like, no matter what, never stop the fucking wreckage of Mark Zuckerberg and my Instagram account. I just now am every day curating old 90s and early 2000s R&B music on my Instagram. So every day I'm putting a new song. My wife's like, nobody cares about Which one was today, though? Which one was today? Well, actually, I did Madonna. Okay. Which Madonna song? It was great. Here, I'll show you. Because I love the old... Old videos. Yeah. Wait, if I do this, videos, is it gonna, am budget. I going to lose my thing? Yeah, I can't show you now. Uh, well, what, Sorry. Is, what, what's the song called? It was respect. It was a uh, strike a pose. Oh, Vogue. Oh, with a little child dancing okay. in the 80s. I love that. <laughs> that memory unlocked. So my parents kind of knew that I had a strong ego when I was little. So when they couldn't get babysitting, they would like hook an old camcorder into the TV or into the VCR and then film it at me so I could see myself on the television. And they would just turn on like Janet Jackson or Madonna and I could just entertain myself looking at myself dancing to those things for hours. I wish your parents were my parents. My parents knew that I was a star, but they just tried to do so my life. the funny part was like, I know, they, but they would put on Janet Jackson's Janet, yeah. which I knew every word to as like a seven-year-old child, but it's one of the most like, I knew the words to throb when I was seven years old, Let's which is so wildly inappropriate. It's also inappropriate. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? We were out here. I was out here like <sighs> crip walking at nine in San Francisco as like a little white girl. It was ridiculous, the whole thing of it, but it was amazing. And I loved, loved, loved watching pop up video or like like VH1 Soul or like Unplugged. I mean, those I, were great. Do, they, you remember, do you remember when they had a whole special on Michael and Janet Jackson's Scream? It was like a 30 minute special with Tabitha Soren. Of course, I remember that. And of it was course. Like, and they had like, it was like making the video before making the video. Like it walks so making the video could run. You know, those MTV VJs, I've been on Dave Holmes' show. He's a wealth of information. He is quite, like, I love him dearly. Tabitha Soren, like, I think I would. Lose my mind. If Kurt I'm, Loader. I mean, honestly, legendary. they should be like the MTV VJs from like 1989 to like 97 should just be the CNN news anchors now. Like the way they can integrate culture and news. I trust Kurt Loader more than anybody on any cable news network. A hundred percent. But also <laughs> Kurt Loader had like a really impressive background. Yeah. And like was also... He was born the same year as my mother. He was born in 1945. What? Yes. Look it up. What? That actually brings me to some some wonderful franchise of your video. So you've become a full-time creator after working in fashion and marketing. Mm -hmm. So that makes sense. That tracks. You put out more video content like live after the moment happens than quite frankly, like breaking news. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. Okay. I'm like, this is amazing. Like, I don't need CNN. I don't need live breaking. You are my live breaking news. But homosexual sense memory yes. is one that I really <laughs> identify with mm -hmm. for a variety of reasons. This is where you, I mean, you can describe it, but essentially you'll go through a red carpet and give yourself, give exactly. your best hits. Mm -hmm. Now, I know this is putting you a bit on the spot, 
But I think now knowing that you're boy genius, you will be able to do so. What Love is, that band. What is the best <laughs> VMAs homosexual sense memory? Like of um, all time. Oh, Little Kim's nipples. Little, little Kim's blue. Little Kim's with a titty out. The blue the, outfit the with one titty out. That's iconic. And then Diana Ross bounced her titty on stage. Yeah, I was going to say that. That is the moment. I don't think you can quite compare to anything. I think Rose McGowan Ooh. is the only second on that one. But that was, I agree with you, but that was also, she was with Marilyn Manson, who in the I, contextual history of everything kind of ruined all of it. <laughs> I know. But Rose, we love you. That like string dress, yes. It was pretty great. Mm -hmm. Okay. Another one for you, homosexual sense memory. Okay. And, you know, she has been controversial in saying that she does not work with a stylist. I'm not Blake really Lively. sure I agree with that. No. Blake Lively. She should get one. Oh. Okay. So you have no homosexual sense memory Girl. for her. No, Ever? no one. I think it was the 2010 Cannes Film Festival. She wore like a red dress with like, it was like titties up, slit out, high pony in a braid. Ooh. It was amazing. Like, because her body is fantastic she i mean she looks she's gorgeous she's a, she's a gorgeous woman pregnant not pregnant all of it but i just think like it feels like the lady doth protest too much she's like i don't work with the stylist it's like girl yeah you do one the houses are pulling things for you and they have stylists in the background and two it's not always the look isn't always looking the look isn't always looking so that's interesting <laughs> so you did a couple of great ones recently i am coming off of the longest two weeks of my life Golden Globes, Critics' Choice, Governor oh, Award, Lord. and Emmys. I did walk the carpet at the Emmys. Who is your homosexual sense memory of this year's Emmys? You Ooh, did it on the, your, and uh, you can watch it on. Of the Emmys? This year. I'm like trying to, because like honestly, Critics' Choice and Golden Globes and Emmys were so close. So the Emmys, honestly, you know what? James Marsden. That man is 50. And that man is fine as fuck. I'm like, I, I He's just, lovely too. I just also think it's like, I, you've seen all these pl this playfulness in the red carpet. I kind of think the men brought it harder than the women. I think mm. they were taking more swings. So at the Emmys, it's like he did a classic. I think it was Canali. Yeah. And it just looked like no bow tie, cummerbunds, cummerbunds. I've, I've been saying this whole season, men are putting the cum back in cummerbunds. Oh. I've never seen cummerbunds look so fucking sexual. Matt Bomer in, wow. a blue, in that blue suit. Um, I mean... Like Warren Alfie Baker is another stylist. All his clients have been in cummerbunds, but they're in a way that makes me feral. And I've, ne I've never thought a part of a, a black feral. tie outfit would make me want to like jump through a TV screen. But it has several times to this point. James Martiston <laughs> and I, um, we got caught in a very awkward hallway two Saturdays ago. And I then got pressed up against a wall while he did like a whole photo shoot. And it was very awkward. And he was staring into my eyes. Anyway, that was, that was, that's the story. And I, mm. he, I I felt like we had exchanged something and well, it was also I very, didn't know what to do. That was <laughs> I just was like, did we just fuck? I fuck? Am I pregnant right yeah. now? Can well, that I, would like, save me some money. <laughs> exactly. Can I like, can I cancel everything? But he's very funny and very lovely. I think he's, he's one of the weird cases where I feel like physical beauty makes people like actually, I think he actually has the opposite of pretty privilege where he's been a hilarious comedic actor since 30 Rock. But because of his mm. cheekbones, we're all like, shut the fuck up. Nobody That's cares. true. Nobody cares. But like he was like going toe to toe and then like a semi improv show with like Tina Fey. No, no. Ten years ago. Yeah. And people are like, just be just shut up and be pretty. Just 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 go away. <laughs> and so funny. No one has ever said that to me. <laughs> okay. Elder millennial wish. Yes. You know, because you and I, again, I it's like I wrote these and it's as if I knew you. I'm we we talked very quickly at the start of this episode about. Tampa Bay's, Florida, the mm -hmm. beach. Very nostalgic for me. Sounds like you and I were raised by MTV was mm -hmm. spring break. Oh, yeah. So what do, what between the three of these, which is your most elder millennial wish? Okay. A reboot of Baywatch. Okay. MTV spring break revival mm -hmm. or Splash, a, re <laughs> a remake of Splash. <laughs> One, we already kind of got a reboot of Baywatch with Zac Efron and The Rock, which left much to be desired. Oh, I forgot about that. So, <laughs> not that. That, see, I, it just um, came and went. Splash, like the Daryl Hannah Splash, or the Bo Derek Splash. Yeah, Bo Derek. I'm going to be honest, Elder Millennial Shame, never seen it. Really? <laughs> so I don't know. Okay, it's actually I, quite good. I have, and I call them like, I know a lot about pop culture, but I call them out in my videos. I do have like, I call them Caucasian cultural blind spots. We're just like, 
I'm mm. aware of this thing. I'm aware of it enough in terms of a cultural context. Like, oh, okay, Bo Derek, the braids and the hair. Jay-Z's talked about it. Do I need to see this old man and whoever this mermaid bitch is? No. No, I think you can <laughs> skip it. I mean, I actually have the same thing because I lived in New York, but I also went away to school. <laughs> Story for another time. Where I didn't watch like any CW. Like I've never seen Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <gasps> I've never seen Gilmore Girls. I've never seen, like there's all this shit that I've never, ever seen. I didn't see Mean Girls until a few years ago. Buffy the Vampire. Never so, seen I, it. I, my ears started exploding I'm when so you said sorry. you've never seen Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Ever, so, never, that's not kind once. of homophobic. Well, well, I'm you not know? that gay. <laughs> that's very Florida. That tracks. That you know what it's I giving, mean. Don't say gay. It's giving. Don't it's say giving, gay. Okay, so what gay. are you going with? Do, I guess I have. I'm gonna go MTV Spring Break. Bring it back. It never, you know, never was New Jersey more a desirable place to be. I just think, give me Carson Daly. Give me honestly. Eric, Eric you know Nyes. Give me all the, give me say what karaoke on the beach again. Bring back, you know what? Give me Jesse. Answer D. Bring back say what karaoke. Wow. I still remember there was a group of three that sang Maya's Case of the X and they had <gasps> Poppin' Fresh Choreo. Stop it. On say what karaoke. And that it's after midnight performance. And she's all alone. That performance on say what karaoke, I would say it's was better than 70% of what you will see at any live Grammys. Bring those people back. Bring those people back. I don't Bring know who you are, where you back. are. Okay, wow, I love it. Now, there's a couple of things that I saw in the news today before we get to <laughs> Black Boy Review, which okay. is perhaps my favorite franchise. <laughs> okay. But, you know, I saw, I read this morning, um, actually, are you ready for this? On your favorite news outlet, People. Oh, Lord. Which is so funny. And the only reason why I was on People, if I'm being honest, is that page six crashes my computer every time I go on it. Well, and I honestly, don't know why. I go on People because you talked about me like posting a lot. And like, I think it's because one, I have an MTV ADD brain. But two, if you go to people.com, there is such absurdity at every second that I'm just plainly stating what happened. So please lay on okay, well, whatever this one was garbage pretty... can fire is coming my way. This was, you know, we are a very sex positive podcast. Mm -hmm. I have had sex workers on this podcast. We've had women like Michelle Battersby, who started an incredible OnlyFans alternative. I have lots of friends on OnlyFans, and we support it here. I support anyone uh, getting their coins. All capitalism is sex work, really. We're all just selling ourselves either emotionally or physically to, for money. So if <laughs> I looked like what I looked like at 22 right now and the Internet was the way it was, I would be on OnlyFans. But anyway, Snoop Dogg says this. Snoop Dogg was offered $100 million to, and I quote, pull that thing out. However, his wife, Shantae, said absolutely not. And he turned down the $100 million. By who? By who? What say you? Who? I think the little Who valued Snoop Dogg's penis at nine figures? I think OnlyFans did. Soft? <laughs> I don't know. I have questions. I don't this, know. This is the way my brain works. My brain automatically, when I hear any information, goes who, what, where, when, why. I need the, the who and the why are popping out to me. Um, Who do you think if let's just say hypothetically, he did take the and I quote hundred million. hundred million dollars to pull that thing out. OK, who is subscribing to him? <laughs> I tell this to my sister when we hear something culturally obtrusive or whatever. It's dark and hell is hot. <laughs> Everybody needs somebody sometimes. And I think <laughs> there, there are people out there. That are curious, like a lot, even with OnlyFans, with all these like, you know, gay fitness instructors or chemical engineers that are actually just OnlyFans guys. I'm just like, who's subscribing to this? Or like, or then like, I was like, oh, all these like people are on Twitter, like fucking. I didn't use Twitter or X, sorry, Elon, until like six months ago. And I was on like a group chat with my gay friends. It's now called gay porn. Because I was like, did y'all know you could see porn on Twitter? It's and they're like, crazy. But I'm like. Who's subscribing once you can see 90 seconds of this? Like, why would I, I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, listen, the OnlyFans things has gone off the rails. I was in a Pilates class in Glendale the other day at a club Pilates, which is not like it's that boutique fitness. And there was a girl across from me and I just had a hunch. I she, one, I've seen her before and she's I don't know. Her vibe is not vibing, mm -hmm. but she was wearing a white tank top that was tied 
with no bra underneath. So you could very much see her breasts. And I'm saying that I'm in Glendale. Like it's myself, this woman who's probably around my age. And then like a lot of much, 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 much older women in their 60s, like doing Pilates at 10 p.m. on a Sunday. And she set up an entire camera rig and was filming herself doing Pilates. That's just life in L.A., though. No, it's like I think it was OnlyFans. I think she was. Oh, no, I agree. I 100 percent think she was. But I think that's just I think she probably had somebody that like likes to see her like. The, the weird sweat lines that happened. And it was like a $500 interaction. It paid for her Pilates, her dinner that night, you know? And again, God, do, damn it. find your niche. Everybody, again, everybody needs somebody sometimes. So like. I need a new kitchen. Make your, exactly. Uh, so, and I need a. a Backsplash a, tile is expensive, baby. I, it, it, isn't it? It really is. I re- the fixtures alone. And then you got to buy the, the chrome, and then you got to spray sea salt all over it, like Jenna Lyons said, to make it look like it's weathered. <sighs> I was with her on Monday. Oh, how was that? She's so sweet. She's amazing. I love. What were you guys doing? Getting just getting ready for the Emmys. Weirdly, <laughs> like what do and like because you were in the friend group or you were shooting or what? Were um, you doing? no, she literally like through the internet was like, "You're really funny." Stop it. Were you with cast too? You're cool. No, we just literally like hung out, had breakfast, <laughs> talked, and then she went to the Emmys. She's actually like super, super smart. No, she's I also, lovely. I also interviewed her during the pandemic for Cultured Magazine. So there was like a history there. Okay, but that's so a she, huge, yeah, sorry, buried the lead. Huge thing. Buried the lead. But yeah, I'm buried like, okay. But then she was like, hey, I'm in LA. I was like, oh yeah, cool. Because we we talked ad nauseum for the interview, but actually never met in person. So she's like, I'm in LA. Like, what's up? I love it. I love the trajectory for her. It's been interesting. It was such an interesting move to do it. I love the cast bird of it all now for us like little fashion People, I mean, it's all, you know. I, I said Casper has took, or t- she has taken the only photo of Kylie Jenner that I really like. And it was that Wall Street Journal cover where it's oh, like, yeah. it was just like so interesting and personal and like high fashion in a way that I'm not used to seeing her, which just proves there's just like, there's a context for everybody. Like, I also think obviously I'm not Kylie's audience, like arched back, open mouth doesn't typically work on me. Hmm. With people that don't have a Y chromosome. So, you know. That's interesting. God, you're just really, you're leading me to all of my notes. And I never have notes, but I felt like I really needed to be prepared. <laughs> Do you think Timothee Chalamet and <laughs> thank Kylie? You for, thank, for, thank you for using the correct pronunciation because he will forever be a Victorian doll come to life. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Do you think Timothee Chalamet and Kylie are the Caucasian couple of 2024? Of 2024? I feel like they, it's early to say, they but. would have had a chance if they hadn't debuted so early in 2023. Mm. I feel like they've like petered now. Or like we're used to it. Because you said Haley Bieber and Justin were the couple of 20, what, Caucasian couple of 2023. Oh, 100%. They, they, they threw blunt force trauma. They beat me into it. I was just like, at first I was like, why does he look like that? And then I was like, you know what? He's letting her shine. She's walking in the front. She's doing the things. And also, baby, we're tired. It's 2023 and we're tired. Tired. Who doesn't want to wear sweats? I wear my, like, who doesn't want to, like, once you get the arm out, who's not going to just keep it over their shoulder? Fair enough. He's the people's pop prince right now. And he's Canadian, which means, you know, the healthcare is free up there. Like, Fair chef's enough. kiss. So, okay, Timothee Chalamet and Kylie, do you think, some people have speculated that it's not real. Some people, I, like, what is your take on it? I don't care. I don't, I don't, they don't, they don't interest me personally. No, not at all. It's very weird. Like I like them sartorially. I like, I like him being dressed like Trinity from the matrix in an airport or like her suddenly having like a soft face. But in terms of like what they talk about with each other, I don't care about people born after 1987. So like, fair enough, baby. Um, you recently, uh, talked about Kim trying to relaunch Ivanka, which really stuck with me because this thing, is theorizing. Talk us through your theory about Kim trying to soft so it, launch Ivanka. It all, all over started again. at Ivanka's 43rd birthday party. Or not Ivanka. I'm sorry. It all started at Kim Kardashian's 43rd birthday party. You see the usual suspects. You see Chloe. You see Kylie, Kendall, a smattering of like Steph the, Shep. The evil, evil Longoria Steph Shep. But then you see Ivanka. And I'm like, what the fuck is this bitch doing here? Like, I like, can't believe. No, no, no. Like, how, like, Where's the, how dare you? How dare you show your Nazi Barbie bitch ass face in public outside of Brevard County, anywhere in these United States? 
anyway. For Kim, I know they're like childhood friends, but like once your father tried to become like, you know. A dictator? Orange Hitler. Literally. You can stay the fuck over to the side. Like, I don't think so. So I think she's slowly reiterating them into, into the public purview. They were pariahs. And then so it's the birthday party. And then she wished Ivanka happy birthday on story. Smart. Not a grid post, but a story. So you got to be there in that 24 hours to catch it. And I screenshotted that shit and I said, bitch, no. What we're not gonna do is. So then you see that. And then I think the Fountain Blue Vegas opened and it's them walking in together and taking pictures. And I'm like, uh-uh, three strikes are out. We're not doing this. Like, So is now Kim three strikes out now? Did you unfollow? I mean, you still have to No, I mean, I, I don't follow any of them, actually. But Neither it's like, they're such... Because I feel like if you fo- there's such ubiquitous parts of pop culture, I'm going to get what they do anyway, because we've entered this part in journalism where people.com, tool of the oppressor, is reporting on everything these people do anyway. So it's like Kim's bikini post. So like, against my will, I'm going to see it anyway if I'm yeah. on that site. Why engage with it tacitly? Because you're just going to get more and more of it. So I actually don't follow any of the sisters. It's just like, because every time they post... E news, people.com, page six is going to post about it and basically write two paragraphs about whatever they said. So I like, love you deeply. <laughs> it's, it's my position on why I don't follow any of them and why I can't watch the show. Now I think they're also too rich. It's like not interesting. They, they are literal personifications of late stage capitalism at this point. It is like if you he make capitalism it. into like, what was that movie with Bruce Willis when they had like, like the people that like if they like robot. the fifth element no, no 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 it was like they were robots and you could have a perfect robot you could put your brain on like a perfect robot version of you no but i would do that but basically they're almost like if you made capitalism into a replicant woman you said like replicant woman billionaire attention-based economy it'd be like their family it really <laughs> would and what do you think about i mean I was th- it's really close too close for comfort with the whole kanye trump support it it just feels to me, I'm like, no. I just think it's, a, it's a, I don't think there's any kind of thing, nefarious thing going on. And there's other people that obviously do. But I do think with politics in this country, too many people value personal relationships over taking a stand. It's like when you're like, my uncle's racist, but I stay quiet about it at the dinner table because, you know, no. he's great to me. Fuck your uncle. Tell your uncle to go home. I know it's uncomfortable. You know what's uncomfortable for me? Oppression. Not having rights. So it's like, Maybe she is a nice person to you. Maybe she bought you birthday gifts when you were 13. Maybe your daughters like each other. But baby, you got black kids. Okay? That's it. And their family is an actual problem for us as a people. So, like, cut it out. Cut it. You don't need her. She, and she needs you at this point. So, like, I understand personal loyalty and the humanity of it all. But at a certain point, at least, like, I kind of say, like, bring back shame in 2024. Ooh. Don't give shame. Fo- don't shame. give photo evidence. I agree. Do it behind closed doors. I think it's just too, I'm, I'm with you. Cause I'll just tell, I don't have a problem with telling people to get fucked. You know what I mean? Exactly. My parents included. I'm like, oh no, the, no, I don't agree. being queer people. It's like, fuck off. <laughs> it really is. I think like, and the older I get, the less tolerant. I mean, I, oh my God. The amount of people I tell to get fucked in my own neighborhood. My neighbors hate me. I had a, I have to call my neighbors all the time and be like, I know that we are the only lesbians living in this quadrant, but get fucked. Well, that's why, like, I've you been, know what I mean? I've been in Brentwood lately and I literally like <laughs> carry that Chanel boy bag. So like white women won't call the police on me. I'm like, I'm here. I could be a football player. I You're could like, be a reality star. <laughs> I'm dead. I'm in entertainment. And like it went from like literally getting sidebars to be like, Oh my God, I love that bag. I'm like, it's just so funny how a signifier can like contextually change people for you. It's wild. Well, that leads us to my favorite segment of your life and my show today, which is Black Boy Review. Thank you. Okay. And again, it's so interesting. Did I know that you were raised on MTV? Yes and no. But I actually miss this show. So I could be missing the boat here and then I'll have to look, look into my deep heart, my dark heart, and find something else. But what is your Black Boy review on Teen Mom franchise? Wow. I believe, honestly, going deep on it, Teen Mom is kind of a mirror of American culture. Because honestly, the kids that were initially the babies on Teen Mom are now teens themselves. Time is a flat circle. We are all going to die. 
<laughs> but but also it just represents literally what white and black teenage girls in middle America are going through and like the lack of knowledge they have about healthcare and their own bodies. If we lived in a country where people cared about women's bodies, these girls would know at 13, like, let's get an IUD, let's have birth control, let's use condoms. But like when you look back to 2009 and how many of them like got pregnant their first or second time having sex or their first boyfriend, and now they're like, and it's interesting because without the show, they might have been trapped in a cycle of poverty, but because the show became popular, they became famous in their own rights. <laughs> and but were they even making like real coin, like the way that people now who become famous via reality make money through Instagram? Because we didn't really have that then. I, but I think because the girls that survived to like season three or four, because Instagram like came out and became popularized in like 2011 or 12. I think the first season of Teen Mom was maybe 2009 or 2010. So like the OGs that made it to season three were able to kind of, they were the right age. I think being like 20 in 2012 helped you be kind of like yeah. digitally native and, and that. And granted, they've had their like Amber, good Lord, she's had the trials and tribulations. And I think access to money at a young age only can exacerbate who you are or the problems you have or the wounds that you're not addressing. But I honestly think you could, I could teach a class on like the anthropological effects of teen mom and what it represents in our society. <laughs> it's like I knew. It's like I knew. Yeah, I just find it very, I, again, I didn't really have TV at this time. I had like three jobs and was going to college and like trying to act and doing the whole thing. So I was not really a part of that like, unfortunately, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. But I just find, like, the whole fair of it, it just got very dark quickly with the whole children aspect of yeah. it. And they kept having more and more children. The, also that. But <laughs> you I, know but what I, I mean? Because I was like, but that's don't you want to just like, stop? <laughs> we're like, I, straight people of any economic status, I don't understand. Fair like, enough. multiple children. I feel like, once they outnumber you, like having it, it's a war now because then they start working together. I've seen it with my friends, like loving, gorgeous marriage, gorgeous kids. But those kids, when they start working together, that's a problem. Well, <laughs> now, yeah. Are now you now you have a sister, though. I have a sister, but there were just two of you us. Two, you two? It was two on me. My parents were like, it was never going to be three of us. They were, my parents were like, we got a boy, we got a girl. This one's crazy. <laughs> I think it took my mom a lot recovering from how crazy it was as a child because she always tells the story of I was in preschool. And she was apologizing that I wasn't potty trained. The teacher was like, yeah, he is. And she's like, no, he's not. She's like, yeah, he is. So my mom takes me home and she's like, why are you not like pooping and peeing in the toilet at home? And I'm like, there's no one to impress here. And she was like, what? And she was like, you're going to, no, you're going to poop and pee in the toilet. I was like, give me a diaper. No. And she was like, you're going to poop and pee in the toilet. And I was like, no. And so I like went and went to the middle of our living room, sat down and just like shat on the floor and looked at her. And she was like, and it was like 1988 and 89. And she was like, oh, I have the black baby from The Exorcist. Like, because there's no like <laughs> internet. There's no like Googling like disorder. She's like, this is a demon. I'm going to wait till my husband gets home. I'm going to like lock myself in the bedroom. <laughs> oh my God, I'm fucking dead. So wait, I think what after star that, sign are you? Scorpio. Oh, that's why. So I think after that, she was like. What's your rising in your moon max. and all that jazz? Do you know? I can look it up, actually. You're on a lesbian show. I have so. co-star. So. Oh, Oh my God, should we be co-star we friends? We should. Let's do it. Oh, actually, how funny. One of my very famous porn star friends just texted me Look at and that. invited me, are you ready for this, to a baby shower. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, co-star, let's, let's be friends. I like to see- I'm an Aries moon and a Capricorn rising. Interesting. I am an Aries moon- Cancer, but Aries moon and a Gemini rising. I don't know. What, to be honest, I don't know what anything besides Scorpio means. <laughs> so, which is, I think, very Scorpio of me. It is very Scorpio of <laughs> I'm just you. like, cool. All your other signs are like, whatever. Cool. I love Scorpios. They're so complicated. But I, my mother is one. But my best friend. I have so many Scorpios. I really just get along. I think because I am tickled by your narcissism. Oh, 100%. I'm you tickled know? by it, which is why I'm so narcissistic. Like, that's where my videos come from. If I make me giggle, that's my only goal. <laughs> so, and how does that work? I mean, so now you're a full-time creator, you're waking up, and are you just, like, ingesting the hellscape of the news and then reacting? Because doesn't that get a little tiring? It does. But, I mean, I'd be ingesting the hellscape regardless. At least I get some validation that, like, 
other people feel the same way. <laughs> or, Listen, I have to tell you something. I think you either stole it from me. I'm going to put it on the permanent record. I think I was the first one to say that Jack Harlow was giving Iggy Azalea. In fact, you honestly, know what I actually said? I said, Jack Harlow is giving Chanel West Coast. And then I paused ooh, and I said, wow, maybe way it's harsh, Iggy Azalea. Way harsh. And then I was like, but I like that little Whips and Chains song. I hate that song. Do you? <laughs> I hate that song. I hate it. Because I think the Splenda Daddy swagger that Jack Harlow and Drake have provided so many straight gem bros. If I see one more uh, vanilla baby, shut the fuck up. You're just vanilla. You're just vanilla. You've never choked anyone. No one's ever wanted to be choked by you. Shut the fuck up. You and your gray sweatpants dick imprint can go back to the gates of hell. <laughs> so you're not a Drake fan? No. I am, Aubrey. Well, I I think think, to quote most deaf, I think it is the kind of music you would like to listen to whilst shopping at a Target in Wisconsin. But I think we can't blame something for becoming popular. I think there is no actual genre of pop music. Pop is just short for popular. So like he is hip hop, but he's also pop because he's a chart dominating artist. You can't blame him for it. Like he's obviously into gaming the system, into chart domination, into like. Every Drake album is the most Drake album to ever Drake. He's not looking to like really innovate or experiment. He's like, yeah. let me fucking come out and, and like use sexy red and be like, in that ass over. Like, I'm like, I'm dancing to this. Like, you can't stop. You want you pop, you can't stop. And Once that's what Drake pop. is doing. He's basically the hip hop Pringles. He is. The, uh, wow. He is the hip hop Pringles. But what is your take on him and the little Stranger Things girl? Remember that? That's so, but I mean, like. That was weird, no? I honestly feel like also people forget that he was also a teen star on Degrassi. Yeah, in so a wheelchair. Like, so like people contextualize things and I think sometimes we as a culture make it weird, but it's like, hey, keep your head on straight. Don't be an asshole. Like be on time to set. I feel like that was the nature of their relationship. People are just like, but because his lyrics are about such weird things and Millie Bobby Brown is a teen girl, I feel like people like sexualized it and. Yeah, know, sometimes people enough. are just trying to help. And he said that that's my little sister. Like if it was like Noah Schnapp, I also as like a gay person, I'm like, not everybody's attracted to everybody. So like if he was talking to like one of the little boys from there, would it be weird? No. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah, it would have been fucking he, weird. He was like, I, he was like, I talked to Noah Schnapp and I'm like, keep your head on straight. And he's like, yo, Drake, Drake's the big homie. I mean, Chris Brown was friends with Justin Bieber and nobody bad an eyelash at that. People were like, oh, yeah, he's a good role model. I have so many thoughts on Chris Brown, unfortunately. <sighs> but I really do love, I really love those. Hey, didn't tell me if you've seen it. I love that little he song. Been, he could have been. been. Our, he could have been. We were rooting for you. It could have we been us. Rooting for it you. really could have been it us. Be us but this could be us, but you're playing. Except playing was hitting you. You know, it really was. And then I have to get your, your take before we. Before we part, I could just sit here and ask you questions all day long. <laughs> Rihanna and ASAP, what do you, what's your? I love it. Do you? I love it. I love the woman being the alpha. That's why I named Justin and Haley the Caucasian couple of 2023, because I think the woman is the alpha is what we need. We need more of that represented in society. Like, listen, my very, one of my best friends who I love dearly, Leah McSweeney said many years ago, men are the new women. Men have always been the women. We've just, we just branded ourselves better. Like I yeah, was that's like, real. literally, we were, I was again. I was talking about my friend. She had a baby and it was eleven pounds, and I was like, "That's a toddler. That is unacceptable." I'd be like, "Give it back." But then it's like babies, the wage gap, guys trying to kill you, and then like I was like, if I was a woman and a man cat called me, I would just stab him to death on sight out of pure rage. Like how fucking dare you? I but love like, being cat called, but like y'all can't do that. And I'm just like, men could not be women. So if we, you're not that hot like me, getting cat called, like I go to New York and I'm like, give it girl. to me. Tell me about my big ass. Love it, love it. Because you know what? In LA, it's like I don't exist. I just scream at people in the car and road rage all day. At least in New York, I'm having human interaction and people are telling but, me how great but, I am. But you know, you know, men or women and how we've just branded ourselves better. The phrase like get some balls means toughness and being a pussy yeah, means well. like that. A pussy can push out something the size of a basketball and fix itself. It bleeds for seven days and doesn't die. If you tap my nuts, I'll throw up. And somehow we have made having balls mean being t- balls of steel. 
is tough and being a pussy is big. The, the life-giving thing that can bleed for a week and snap back is the weak thing. That's, that's marketing, baby. That's advertising. Good job, Don Draper. <laughs> oh, my God. But you know? You know, I could. Well, first of all, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, duh. But it is. It's bad PR. It's bad marketing. Who do you think has, who is somebody who doesn't deserve the, the great PR marketing that they have? Ooh, anybody? <laughs> I mean, there anyway, so, there's, there's so, so many. There's so many. Who do I'm just like? The thing is, I try not to be a hater. I know. But, but I mean, I know I don't act. What am I lying? I, oh, I, but I was like, who I gets such good people? I mean, honestly, just like straight white dudes in general, in across general. the board. They get so much. They like, he's a, he, he, he like, he's such a good dad. You're a dad. It's your fucking kid. Like when Joe Jonas like went to brunch and they're like, look at him. No, they're yours. Fucking take care of them. There's a man with you. I think straight white dudes get too much credit. I think they need to go back from whence they came for a while. I think they need a timeout. They shouldn't be president. They shouldn't be really anything in politics. We need all queers, women, and people of color. Thank you. In and every that position is why, of power. What a, what a wonderful segue to <laughs> me as a board member of LPAC where we put women of color mostly queer non-binary folks into office. Yeah, so, I'm just like, I up. just, no, no more like almost dead 85-year-old white dudes. Like I know, but the alternative friend is, I'm worried. I'm worried. I am worried for this country. Oh. I don't know where we're going to go. I don't know what we're going well, to see. Call back to Raya. That's why I imagine with every motherfucker with a European passport, I'm like, baby, <laughs> get me out of here. <laughs> You're like Dusseldorf. Just in, I'm in just it. in case. Fuck off, Berlin. I mean, let's go. <laughs> let's I'll go. It. I'll go to a drug let, den let, in Berlin. Let's, let's fucking fucking. I'm just like I'm going in June to Europe. We're gonna see what's there. Depending on how this shit pops off in September, I'm coming right back. I mean, I'm gonna put the work in to be, get the invite to get flued out, possibly spoused, espoused. <laughs> well, on that note. 